to be the head coach this time around because the money that's in you know in in that program and being in the SEC, everything is there for it to be a top spot, a top twelve, top fifteen job in the nation. And even though we haven't seen A and M be that school and make it to the SEC championship game or make a push to the playoff. They have what it takes to do so. So I'm curious to see who is is picked to be the head coach this go around. You know, I feel like you have to call everybody, like just to just to gauge their interest. Like you know, with the with the money that is surrounded in this hire, that I know will be involved in this hire. I'm pretty sure they have to call everybody. Look, they gotta have books, stacks of books <laughs> with 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 head coaching candidates just calling them right now. Like, hey, you wanna be the head coach of Texas AM? Please. <laughs> Texas is I gonna mean, be in the SEC. We need help. <laughs> from Urban Meyer to the Harbaugh and the flag he's catching at Michigan, would he like to get out of town and come to AM? Like you there's there's no no hold bars at this point. You have to call anybody and everybody just to see. And if they say no, they say no. But you go from there. They, they, you have to shoot and aim high. That's what I'm sure is being done in this coaching search. Absolutely, it's like A and M. It is. I mean, you you see it, Chris. Like it's a big program. And they pride themselves on, in, in terms of football, um, having a competitive football team. They've always wanted to have a competitive football team mm-hmm. that can rival UT. With UT being in the SEC starting next season, it's all hands on deck. You you know um, Texas A&M AD Ross Bort, um, um, formerly at Ole Miss, you know he's – the pressure's on for him to find the right guy. And there's a lot of candidates out there right now. Um, you know, we, we talk about Lance Leipold at Kansas. I mean, he's he's had a pretty good season um, with the Jayhawks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have so many different coaches out there um, that can get you to where you need to be at. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. It will be. It will be. <laughs> See um, what happens. Um, I think this situation kind of reminds me a little bit of like how Ole Miss was prior to hiring Lane Kiffin when they knew they had to make a splash hire um, with how things had been with the program, with Matt Luke and stuff, and then, you know, kind of just riding out the wave of getting through the the violations and everything. Um, Ole Miss, they made sure to, to try to get that that guy, that name that would get the fan base excited and someone that they can rally behind. And you just you mentioned that A&M, you know, with Texas joining the SEC, they would love nothing more but to steal some of that thunder of Texas joining the conference than to, you know, really get that that name in this hire, in this cycle. So I'm curious to see who that name is. Is it the likes of of um someone who's established and has won before, like an Urban Meyer, does he return to college football? Or is it that fun name that we've played around with and, you know, he's he's I, I'm curious to see just how other ADs view what where he's at. Is it a Deion Sanders? Has he, you know, uh, solidified himself as someone that you feel like could run, you know, a program of this caliber? Is, is that the direction that's taken here by a And I'm just curious to see where they go and who bites on this job. Yeah, it, it you're absolutely right. It, like they they have their work cut out for them for sure, and it's gonna be a lot of people on that list. Of course, not everybody's going to be interested in taking the job just because 
of their current situation, like you mentioned, the Deion Sanders, he's most likely content. I mean, <laughs> in listening to him, uh, he sounds very content um, mm-hmm. where he's at right now. And, I mean, he has every right to be. Um, so it's it's one of those things where they're just going to have to find the right guy that's available for them to lead their program to where it needs to be at. Um, I know it's A&M. They want to get the splash higher. I, I mean, you can still get a splash higher with some of these guys at lesser programs doing big things. You never know. Mm-hmm. These guys may actually be primed and ready to see um, if they can handle the jungle, the wild, 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 wild jungle that is the SEC, and it's only going to get mm-hmm. more tougher, even wilder, for sure, for sure. So yeah, that's that's my that's my thoughts on it. I'm just curious to see who is the, the man brought in for this job at this point of Texas A&M's life life cycle. We've seen Sumlin, we've seen Jimbo, but even with Jimbo, it felt like he was getting out of dodge while that thing was unraveling at Florida State. So who's the guy that that AM tracks this time around? That that that's what I want to see. If if it is someone truly established, not somewhat like failing up. Is it someone who is ascending up? You know what I'm saying? Like is it we'll we'll see who it, who it is that they bring in. I agree. I agree. So it's only a matter of time. We we will sit back, grab our popcorn, <laughs> and um, <laughs> let the games begin. Because you know you got A and M, you got Mississippi State saying, "Oh, <laughs> y'all fire y'all coach." Hey, <laughs> go ahead and get Arden up out of here. <laughs> Let's do this thing too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a big move for Mississippi State. We we haven't seen Mississippi State ever fire a coach before the Egg Bowl. And it was this is a couple weeks before the Egg Bowl. So their new athletic director is looking to make a stamp, um, put put his stamp on the program and the university. Cause I'm I'm sure this is quite possibly the, the biggest hire of his tenure. It looks like the basketball teams have their head coaches solidified. Mm-hmm. Um and we'll see how things pan out with Chris Lamonis in the baseball pro- program if they bounce back this season. But this is a huge move because this this could you know the program can be getting lapped with how things are panning out, and you 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 need to avoid that. So this will say a lot about um, his tenure as athletic director at, at MSU. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. I in terms of of Mississippi State, um, I, I really like Selman. I, I think he has a great um, mind as a athletic director, and he's been around um, a program like Oklahoma that prides themselves on having a great um, football team. Mm-hmm. So he definitely knows being here in the South, especially in Mississippi. Um, what it takes, um, to have a good college football program, and he's—I'm sure he's working um, diligently to find the best coach possible for that program, and and just to go from there afterwards and get to work because Mississippi. The state of Mississippi is already hard enough as it is with recruiting and all of the other college football programs that that aren't Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. They're looking to poach talent out of that state because they see how valuable um, talent is from the mm-hmm. state. So I, I know he, he's definitely looking for someone that's a go-getter, that's looking to um, strive to be the best. Um, at any chance he he can get, um, to make sure that that team is is as successful as they can be. So, so yeah, if, uh, 
I'll, I'll tell you right now, if I'm Mississippi State, I call Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, and if I offer him ten plus million, um, I think you you have to you have to overpay in this hire. This this is a critical juncture in the program's trajectory. Mm-hmm. With how the, the college football is moving. And how the culture and the landscape of the SEC will be looking in the near future. If you truly want to compete, you have to hit a home run on this hire. And you need to bring in someone I feel like that the the program, the fan base can truly get excited about and feel like can turn this thing around. And I think Chris Kleiman is one of the top three coaches you could get to come to Mississippi State. So, um, I I just I throw the bag at him, I really do, and you you make him have to say no to you. So that I don't know if that name has been thrown around. I don't know if that name if it happens. I'm not saying it happens, but I'm saying if I'm Zach, if I'm if I'm Selman, that's one of the first phone calls I'm making, and I will be ready to unload the Brinks truck if I'm Mississippi State. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I, I mean, I, I think I think it's safe to say we're, we're already kind of hitting um, or we're getting close to hitting crunch time on figuring out who these candidates are. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see who makes the cut and who, who gets into these programs because I look at these both of these programs, they're valuable programs um, for for different reasons. I, I mean, a Mississippi State doesn't have the capital like a A&M does, but um, in terms of Mississippi State, that's a really good program um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of developing players. I mean, when you look at the NFL, um, there's a lot of NFL players um, that have come out of Miss, uh, Mississippi State. So, um I'm sure whoever the next coach is is looking at that, and they are um, they're looking at that as a, as a plus for them um, to know that they're gonna potentially um, be ahead of a school that um, each year that they're they'll um, look to um, develop good players. And send them mm-hmm. to the NFL, um, even if it is one or two. Um, sometimes you get lucky; you get about four or five of them. But um, it is a good program, so it'll be interesting to see um, what happens going forward. Definitely, definitely. So, um, last time I heard, um, you may get um, the new hire. After the egg bowl, so sometime after, um, after Thursday, um, you may actually hear who's the um, the brand new head coach. Maybe that Friday, maybe that Saturday. So we'll see. Facts, definitely. We will, we will see. see. We will see. Well, um, partner, you all ready to um, talk about some of the top games this week? Let's get to it. All right. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I'm your host, Corey Willis here. I hope you all are doing well on a Friday, getting ready for another great week in college football. We are at week 12 um, this week, Chris. Are you excited? We're almost at the end of the regular season. Man, it's... It makes no sense that we're at week 12. Time has been flying by, but here we are, you know, and it should be another great week of college football. Absolutely, absolutely. We've got, we got a couple of great games on the slate, and, um, yeah, we can go ahead and kick off with the first game that we have on the slate. Um, we have number five, Washington Taking on number 11, Oregon State. This game is going to be 
in Corvallis, Oregon um, this weekend, Chris. Um, right now, Vegas has Oregon State as a one-point favorite. <laughs> so you might as well, to me, this is like a coin toss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the over and under is at 62 and a half. So um, what do you think about this game, Chris? Uh, do you think this could potentially be like a trap game for Washington? Do you think that Washington this, may be in trouble? What, what do you think? This is a full-blown tussle. <laughs> uh, Oregon State is they they for real. You know what I'm saying? This is the top 15 team in the nation. Yeah. You're going on the road. It's November. You know, crazy things happen at Corvallis. That Strange place will be jacked up. <laughs> yeah, that place will be fired up. This is it has all the recipe and the makings of it for an upset to happen. Um, I'm 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 very curious to see how it plays out though. So I think Washington has proven to be to that they are improving their run offense. I think their rushing attack will prove to be important in this ball game if they want to leave Oregon State with a win. Um, it won't be easy. You know, it's definitely going to be difficult. That place is, is pretty crazy. Um, but Washington has looked better in recent weeks. You know, we, we talked about the USC game and how they were able to run the football in that one. And then the week prior, you know, a, a tough battle against Utah that they could have lost. They, you know, there was there's a good chance that they could lose that game. But Dylan Johnson had 104 rushing yards um, in that one. So another a, a, you know repeat of a 100-yard performance. And so um, I think Washington is in good shape to win this game. Will it be easy? By no means will it be easy. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's November. But it's November. <laughs> but I think as much as I've been picking them, um, you know, I picked against them recently. I'm seeing some things that do show that I feel like they can win a game like this, but I don't feel confident at all. And you know, I think Vegas, they feel how we feel, and they've seen cracks in Washington's armor. And that's why you have Oregon State as a slight favorite at home because they do have what it takes to get to pull off the win, to, to, to expose Washington and in some of his faults. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> this is an eight and two Oregon State um, Beavers team that is still very competitive, of course, and they can really take this game down to the wire with Washington um, if everything falls in, in place for them. Uh, I mean, they're at home. Um, I mean, they have DJ. Um, they, they have some players out there. Um, Martinez, their running back, um, Damian Martinez, he's already well over a thousand yards um, for mm-hmm. the season. So um, that rushing attack is is really good too on offense. So um, I mean, they have a lot of tools to succeed to to try to do something, um, but. I think the last couple weeks, Washington has definitely woken up. <laughs> I know we were talking about it a couple weeks about, you know, like, where's where's the fierce Washington team that showed no mercy? Well, I think we're starting to kind of see that later in the season um, with some of the performances that they're having. They're winning some mm-hmm. Nancy football games. So... So, no, I, I definitely agree um, with what you're saying overall. I think I, I will go with Washington in this football game um, overall. Um, do I think they're going to just run away with it? No. Um, I look for them to at least 
win um, maybe by seven. Um, at okay. best, by 14 points. Um, but, yeah. yeah I, I give... I'll give Washington a slight edge. I say like a three point victory. Cause like you said, Oregon State, they are designed to where they are executing the kind of offense they want to play. Is keeping this game with the touches are limited for Washington. They are keeping their offense off the field and they are winning a time of possession war. And I think that's the kind of game you have to play to put yourself in position to pull off the upset to beat Washington. And again, even this last week, Utah had a legitimate chance to beat Washington. Utah has been improved offensively. I think Oregon State is still a better team offensively than the Utes. And they have a stingy defense as well. Um, And, you know, you look at the loss they have to Arizona – at this point, that's not looking like a bad loss. You know, the, the world is starting to wake up on Arizona. So that looks like Oregon a great State loss. Is, <laughs> looks like a great loss. The Oregon State is for real. Don't let the fact that that they lost to Arizona fool you, because Arizona is currently on the rise. So, um, yeah. I think, I out of respect, I'm going Washington. I still have a feeling in, in in my heart that like Oregon State very well leaves with a win in this one, but I'm gonna give Washington the slightest edge, the slightest of of victories um, in this one. We'll see it. We'll see it. We will see. Well, I, I mean. <laughs> Vegas, Vegas definitely knows something, of course, as they always do, Chris. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I just, I'm just looking at that line one, <laughs> one. negative one by Oregon mm-hmm. State's name. So, it, it, they definitely, they definitely know that this game um, could potentially be one of those um, gutsy last minute. Um, Breakout wins where, <laughs> where mm-hmm. it, it, it could be really anybody's game, honestly. For sure, for sure. So, so. I, I I just know it'll be a fun one to watch. It'll be that much. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I can't wait for this game. So it's gonna be a six thirty p.m. Um, kickoff on ABC. Um, if you're around to catch that game, depending on where you're at. So, so yeah. Um, anything else, partner? Um, that you want to no, mention sir. about this game before we move on? Nah, I, you know, just another opportunity for Michael Penix to um to showcase his skills and and really you know maybe have a another Heisman moment. I don't know. I think we've kind of forgotten about the Oregon game with how things have been lately. So he needs another, I think, breakout performance to to really. You know, establish his stranglehold on the Heisman. Agreed. I I, I definitely agree. I, it's <laughs> it's so weird. Um, and I know we're about to move on in just a second. Like this this Heisman Trophy, um, competition this year. No one's like, no one has like run off with this race. Like everyone's very like neck and neck. And it's like mm-hmm. it's like watching a boxing match. Like you see one mm-hmm. guy hit, hit you with a jab, and then, <laughs> then the other guy comes back with another another right hook and another uh-huh. left hook. And yeah, it's just kind of back and forth. And it's not like that Lamar Jackson year where he just like the first five or six weeks he was he was so amazing where it didn't matter that. They that Louisville stalled out towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He was already way ahead of everyone else. Like we're not getting that this season. Like you have Bo Nix, you have Michael Penix Jr. Um, I, I mean, now I mean we can start looking at Jalen Milrow um, at this mm-hmm. point. Um, you just got so many different um, players and players in multiple positions. Marvin Harrison Jr. Of course. Um, is amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's it, it's definitely a interesting 
um, Heisman race, um, I, I'll say this year. So, for sure, for sure. But yeah, that's that's all I have to say on on the game. Awesome, awesome. Well, all right, we will now um, talk about um, the game in Lawrence, Kansas, where the Kansas Jayhawks number. 25 um, Kansas Jayhawks will host um, number 21 Kansas State um, this weekend. Um, the betting line, as of right now, has Kansas State um, as a nine and a half point favorite, and the over under is at 57 and a half, Chris. So um, this game is. I think this game is going to be is going to play out kind of how Vegas has it. Um, mm-hmm. I am looking at Kansas State probably having the edge in this football game, um, just because I, I I really love this K State football team, um, especially One resilient bunch. Yeah, 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 they're very resilient, and they really they really taught me something. Um, after that Texas game, like they, that's a game they could have won. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we talked about, mm-hmm. it. um, yeah, that it was just a really good football team, of course. So I, I, I think, I think, um, I'm gonna give Kansas State the edge in this football game. I don't think they're going to just dismantle Kansas. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think it will be a little bit of a of a struggle, but um, I can understand the nine and a half um, line. Overall, I think it's I can too. I can too. Um, they they like we mentioned Chris Kleiman earlier in the show for you know Mississippi State to take a give him a phone call and it's for a good reason. He's he's built something up there at K State that's legitimate official um th- very disciplined team and you know what you're getting with this team they make no mistakes and they really maximize the talent that they have on the roster and we we've we've seen teams across the country and how they play and this is a team that rarely beats itself and definitely capitalizes on the other team's mistakes. And I think in a very emotional rank, you know, matchup like this one, a rivalry matchup in state, two teams going at each other, that plays out to be very key in these matchups. The team that can keep a cooler head and, and remain um, in the image of their head coach. And I think that's what Kansas State, they reflect Coach Kleiman and, and the culture he's established there. And I think despite the heartbreaking loss of Texas, they bounce back and get a blowout win the next week. That's just how this team is. I think that, that says a lot, too, uh, about who they are. And I expect that to continue this week and for Kansas State, um, a team that can strap you down defensively on run and uh, in the running game and in third downs. Um, I expect them to get Kansas in some some tough third downs, and then we'll see this defense come alive and, and make some some big plays. So I think Kansas State wins by a couple TDs. Yeah, I'm I'm all with you on that one. I, I looking at this Kansas State team, um, like they're just so physical. Um, especially on defense. Um, I'm really, really um, liking what they're doing right now. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Kansas had that tough game against Texas Tech, and that's kind of like the only thing that I'm looking at this, at this Kansas team right now. It's just, man, um, <laughs> you know, losing a game like that, you never want to lose a game like that, but Definitely hurts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And I think it's just one of those cases where we're really going to see what Kansas is about. You know, this one loss will come two losses. So, 
we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye out on that and then see, you know, can how resilient are they? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really going to come down to who's going to be resilient in this football game. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens, of course. So, it's going to be interesting. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about this football game before we move on? No, sir. We can keep it, keep it rolling. All right. All right. Well, now we will head out to... Iowa State, um, the Iowa State Cyclones will be hosting the Texas Longhorns, the number seven Texas Longhorns this weekend. Um, right now, the bet line is Texas at seven and a half, and the over/under is at forty-six and a half. So, what do you think about this this game, Chris? This could be a potential trap game as a, as well. Um, I know yeah. Iowa State has had Texas's number in the past, but um, what do you think? It is a potential trap game, a night game yeah. in Iowa State. Um, and Texas is notorious for games being much closer than they should be. Uh, I think Iowa State has a solid passing game. I feel like their their coaching has been very well this year. You know, started off their coach head coach started off on the hot seat after how the season unraveled last year and the start of this season, but they've turned it around mid season after a slow start non con and uh, had, they have looked really good in Big Twelve play. So I expect Iowa State to come out to play a solid game. I think this will be a closer game than what many people anticipate when you look at the two teams, the two names. But I would say it has a very solid secondary. Texas will be without Jonathan Brooks. That's a huge loss. That's a very huge loss. <laughs> so we'll get to see Texas and how they are without him. Um, and he, he's been a staple of this offense, you know, all season long. So I, I think I would say has a chance to pull off the upset. Am I picking them to do so? No. I think Texas escapes with like a four point victory. I think there's a chance that Iowa State covers the spread. This is a really close game to the end. But I'll favor Texas, but it won't be pretty. I don't. I really don't think it's going to be pretty. Uh, that's that's just a credit to Iowa State and, and the kind of football they've been playing of of you know lately. I I definitely agree with you. Um, <laughs> I I think it was um, I was watching the SEC Network and they were talking about um, how Texas is finding ways to almost lose football games, but they still win. And I, I just thought that that's just, like, so funny because when you see them, Chris, that's what's going on right now. They're getting mm-hmm. into these battles. And, I mean, you could say that, like, they have no business um, getting into these battles with some of these teams, but they are. Like, let, let's be honest with ourselves. They haven't necessarily um, – just beat down on a team. I haven't seen. Uh-huh. A, um, excuse me. I haven't seen a performance like that probably since that Alabama game. Right, and even that Alabama game was close for for a long time, but Texas broke away in that fourth quarter. Right. <laughs> like we haven't so they, seen. They really the are not game. in the business of beating teams down. Yeah. It's like the dominance. Of them, like that dominant nature of them, like we haven't seen that. Like, like that's <laughs> we haven't seen them since that game. So it's one of those things where, look, Texas has one loss right now. I mean, they still have everything in front of them. Chaos can happen at any moment in time. So for Texas, um, they got to be ready for it. 
But knowing what we know, I, I mean, it, Iowa could get them. Do I think Iowa will this weekend? If Texas comes out and they play a clean game, um, I, I, I don't think Iowa State has enough in the tank for them to mm-hmm. make sure this game becomes that interesting. But I, I'd say like we've been talking about all season, if Texas, you know, if it's like a 10-3 to football game at halftime, Chris, and, like, Texas is up um, with 10 points, they're up by seven, I, 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 I don't know what the – I wouldn't know what to think, especially hey, this late. You wouldn't know what to think. You would think, oh, shoot, here we go again. <laughs> Just get the CJ meme. <laughs> and put sock on it, because <laughs> bruh, exactly. Because that's very well what can be the case, and I would say will be a, a raucous crowd. I don't think Texas plays a clean game. So, one does I would say have what it takes to take advantage of Texas' mistakes, and two, just how many mistakes will Texas make? Because this will be a challenge. This is not going to be an easy environment. Mm -mm. So we will see Texas truly be tested. They've been fortunate to have a couple of tough matchups at home as of late. You know, the Kansas State game was at home. That's that's possibly a very different ballgame if it isn't at home. So we'll see. Just, you know, how Texas responds to being on the road for this one. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're you're absolutely right. That's something that we have to factor in is Texas is going on the road in this football game. <laughs> Playing the way that they played um, all season. It's a recipe for an upset, honestly. It's a Playing recipe. the way that they play. Yeah, absolutely. It's a recipe for an upset. So, I'm still pulling for Texas to win, but in the back of my mind, this they haven't had much. Yeah, they 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 have um, they they have gotten the short end of the stick before um, playing at at Iowa State. So it's not gonna be a it's not gonna be a easy breezy style of Hmm. game for them. You know, a walk in the park for for Texas. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, I I agree. So I'll give, I'll go with Texas slightly, but this for Longhorn fans. I think it's another game where you'll need your inhaler and some a glass of water, and uh, you can just keep keep an eye on your pulse. Yeah, that's all you can do, <laughs> <laughs> and watch the calamity commence. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I know, I know Nick Saban and, and Alabama fans are going to be looking at this game real closely. It's like, look, it's just we just edge it a little closer, just not Texas mm-hmm. out off the pedal stool, bump us up a little bit. We getting close, exactly. guys. <laughs> they, they definitely will be watching. Uh, <laughs> they basically had a week off um, with the tune-up game before the Iron Bowl, so we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm confident that they'll win that one with the way Milrose been playing. So, but but yeah, Texas on the other hand, that'll be one to to keep your eyes on. See how that plays out. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. Well, partner, anything else you want to talk about this game before we move on to the last game that we'll talk about? No, sir. We can we can head on to the last one. All right. So, so yeah, we have the number twenty-two Utah Utes, Chris. Um, mm-hmm. This weekend, they're going to be traveling to take on number seventeen Arizona this weekend. Your your new favorite team <laughs> that, <laughs> that has emerged, and probably my new favorite team as well. Um, Arizona's just hot right now, Chris. I mean, 
They on fire. What can you say? They're they're one of the hottest football teams in college football right now. Um, seven and three. Both of these teams are seven and three right now. And hey, let me look at the Pac-12 standings. Yeah, Arizona still has a shot at yeah potentially going to the Pac-12 championship game. Who knew? They'll need some, but they do, they do have a chance. They still have a chance. <laughs> so it, it's I, I I don't think it's going to probably happen, but you know we we've seen crazier things in in college football happen before. But um yeah, right now Arizona's five and two in the conference, mm-hmm. um, and they're pretty much behind Washington and Oregon right now. Washington, of course, is undefeated in conference play, and Oregon um, is six and one. So, um, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. This wouldn't that be crazy if Washington was to possibly lose their their last two games with this <laughs> tough one on the road at Oregon State, then a rivalry game in the Apple Cup to Washington <laughs> State. Oh boy! Just <laughs> if that was to happen, I I wouldn't know what to it's, say. It's not impossible. It's as not. As State has played, but it's not impossible. Anything can happen with these rivalry games. I agree. <laughs> so it, it will be something to keep an eye on. But in this one for Arizona, you know. I feel like we're watching a young team grow up and we'll truly see just how much how mature they are like are are they for real in this one Utah is a a solidified program you know what I'm saying like Utah you know what Utah comes to do play hard nose defense and their offenses come on as of late. So this isn't going, this isn't the same Utah team that Oregon played earlier in the year that, you know, wasn't impressive offensively. They have improved lately on that side of the football. But I think Arizona just has too much firepower offensively, and they have a sound, disciplined defense as well. With this game being at Arizona, too, I think Arizona truly has arrived, like we talked about before, and they close out this year strong. I think the Wildcats win a tough one. It won't be pretty, another three-point ball game kind of win against a Utah team that they have a lot of pride. And despite losing a tough game to Washington this past weekend, I anticipate them coming out with the same vigor and fire that they would any other game. Utah isn't going to fold. This will be a scrap and a battle. I take the under on this matchup. I I wouldn't take the over. And I expect Arizona to show that they are a mature team beyond their years and win a tough battle by three points. Nice. Yeah, right now Arizona, uh, Vegas has Arizona as a one-point favorite in this game. So it's another one of those toss-up games um, that Vegas is looking at. And, you know, I, I definitely agree with you on taking the under. I think I'm going to go with taking the under as well just because I think this game is going to be more defensive base than, than anything. I, I think these teams are, are they're gonna just be butting heads to the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for for me, Arizona, they have home field advantage. They're getting better. Um I'm gonna take Arizona in the close. You know it's a feeder, baby. <laughs> Look, I, I gotta, I gotta do it. They're like they, they're finding ways to win right now, and I mean, you, you know about it as much as I, as much as I do, Chris. Like when teams start to find ways to win, 
<laughs> just creatively find find ways to win football games. It speaks a lot of the maturity of your football team and guys buying in. So I I think I'm gonna ride with with the Wildcats on this one this weekend. I, I am like I am too. I mean, it's so interesting. This Arizona team, their playmakers are freshmen and sophomores. I mean, Jonah Coleman and Terry Mack is a sophomore. Um, Terry uh, Tedaroa McMillan, mm-hmm. he's a sophomore at wide receiver out of Hawaii. 6'5", 860 yards this year, eight touchdowns. And Noah Fafita is a freshman from Huntington Beach, California. 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. The guys are playing beyond their years this season. But I think they are so young that they don't know any better. I think they're just going out there just letting, just balling. <clears throat> letting it play out however it does. Not caring the result and it's showing in their play. And... um I just think Arizona flashes when you watch them. I haven't seen that flash from Utah. I see a sound team. And just maybe, you know, that's the kind of team that can, that does pull off the the victory over a young rising team like Arizona at this time of the season. A sound established program with a gritty, tough defense. This is a very formidable challenge for the Wildcats. But I'm going to roll with them. I really think this team has grown up, and we're watching a team not only finish this year strong, they are setting themselves up to be a playoff contender next year wholeheartedly, especially when you factor in expansion in the playoff race. So I think Arizona is budding, and like they – if they can can hold some of these playmakers in Arizona and keep other teams from poaching these guys, if these guys return, we are watching a team that I would preseason pick to be in the college football playoffs next year. Agreed. That this is a this is a really good football team right now. Um, yeah, they're just clicking on all cylinders. I mean, we. <laughs> What what can you say right now? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that that's just a a testament to um, Jet Fish right now. So, um, hats off to the job that he's doing um, at Arizona right now. This team is, like I said, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders. Um, guys are stepping up to the plate, and yeah, I think overall this game this weekend is just going to Prove again why they are one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in college football um, at the moment. So that was a very respectable record. I mean, granted, Mississippi State is having the struggles right now, but you know it's not easy going on the road early season with that time change and and beating a quality SEC program. And then your other losses are to the top two teams in the conference, and they were all close losses at that. So, two of the top, two of the better teams. You know, you lost to a USC in, in overtime. It took extra, extra, extra time in that game, and then you lose a close one, one possession game to Washington. So, Arizona has nothing to hang their their head about. This is a a team that. You know, a couple plays go a couple different ways. They might be a one-loss team right now. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it that, that just shows the maturity um, of this football team. I mean, we saw them last year um, as Mississippi State fans when when um, State had to travel. Um, mm-hmm. To face the Wildcats, and you can just tell that you know there were there were things that still needed to get fixed, but look at them now. The things that they needed to get fixed, the guys that they needed to step up, they're here now. They're not, mm-hmm. as far as we know, they're not going anywhere. 
<laughs> anytime soon. Um, I think I think Coach Fish um, has a remarkable team right now. He definitely does. So, yeah, he definitely does. So um, he he he's doing his thing, and uh, this program is is positioned nicely for to close the season. So we'll see. Can they? Do what a lot of young teams fail to do at this point, and that is close the season strong after getting the fan base all hyped up and and, and bought in. I mean, think about over the years, Corey. We've seen, remember the Ja'Cory Harris years when Randy Shannon was the head coach at Miami, and Miami would get off to those hot starts to start the season? Absolutely. <laughs> Who can forget? <laughs> but But they couldn't finish. Yeah. And despite having all that talent that they had over the years, those those uh, recruiting classes, they couldn't finish. And I'm curious to see, uh, can this Arizona team do something that a lot of those kind of teams fail to do? You know, we've only seen a few teams led by young guys finish the season strongly. Remember, like uh, the West Virginians with Pat White and Steve Slayton and how they defeated a Georgia team in the Sugar Bowl. Um you know, you don't see it every day. Right. But can Arizona be like one of those special teams that can pull off something like that? I think this game will will show us if they have what it takes to be that. Agreed. Uh, I, I, I'm right there with you. Um, this this is going to be one of their, it, I mean, if, if not their biggest test. Mm-hmm. Of the regular season, just to show people how for real this Arizona football team is, and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, I, I'll say this: if they do pull out the win over Utah, I'm looking at this team, man. I'm I'm just looking at all of the New Year's Six bowls um, that we have mm-hmm. this year. Um, I think either the Fiesta Bowl or the Cotton Bowl could be a destination for this Arizona team if they went out. Mm-hmm. For sure. For I, I sure. can definitely see them getting the opportunity to go to one of these New Year's Six Bowls with a chance to cap off 10 wins um, for the season, which would be great for a program like mm-hmm. that. Brings a lot they- of excitement. Yes, yes, they they have what it takes to to find their way in that position. So I'm right there with you. I'll I'll be keeping my eye out to see just where they'll be bowling at this this uh this winter. Absolutely, I definitely agree with agree with you on that one, my friend. So so yeah, anything else you want to add to this game, Chris? Before. We get to another edition of Bolton's Bets. No, sir. Nothing else to add. I'm ready to, ready to get to it. Let's see if we can make some more money this yes. weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, with you. I'm with you on that one. Nothing like wanting <laughs> to make more money. Nothing like wanting <laughs> to add some, add some extra money into your, to your pocket. So... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone, we are back with another edition of Bolton's Bets. You know how it is. Chris gives mm-hmm. us the games. Gives We give you guys the analysis. That way, you know, you, you can walk. You can walk away with a smile on your face. Over mm-hmm. So so what you got for us this week, Chris? Well. We're on a 7-2 run so far since starting Bolton's bets. Let's see if we can let's see if we can make it 10-2, go 3-0 for the weekend. So my first game. I'm sliding over to Knoxville, Tennessee. Georgia. Traveling to Tennessee. 10-point favorites against Tennessee. I think the Bulldogs cover. I think this team is clicking on all cylinders. I think now that they have Brock Bowers back and some of the other guys have shown that proven they can step up, you know, we've seen Lad McConkey do what we feel like he could do, and he's made that emergence at receiver. 
You know, we, we see Georgia and how they are with Milton at running back and the, the, the staple of RBs they had back there. Carson Beck has been incredible. Tennessee's offense just isn't good. <laughs> and they truly just have to rely on his defense for any hope of win, winning games. They have to win ugly games. And I think they've been exposed to an extent. So... Missouri did that. Missouri did, you know, they made that win look easy. And I expect Georgia to do the same. So give me, even though it's at Tennessee, give me the Bulldogs to cover. I think they cover that easily. I think this is like a 17, 20-point win for Georgia. I think they have found themselves and are clicking on all cylinders. I agree. I mean, you mentioned it, Lamb Cunkin. This man is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this man, his hair is like literally on fire every time you see him. <laughs> and like he—he's he, just a beast, man. Like I, I saw um, <laughs> um, uh, the Coach Thirty, who I love. Um, I love his clips, <laughs> of course. Shout out to Coach Thirty. Um, he—he <laughs> he was making a joke about uh, one of the old Miss players, just like. Letting Lad McCunkey just like run right past him, man. It's just like, it's like, man, you just, you know, he has to be thinking about this. Like, man, you just giving me highlights, man. Free highlights. All right, I'll take them. I'll take them. Easy highlights, right? He'll take them every time. <laughs> exactly. He'll take them every time. So I, I think, I think, give me, give me Georgia. I think the Bulldogs are, are in good position um, in this matchup. And then, my second game, I'm going right back to the well that doesn't that has not disappointed for me, and that's Oregon. Oregon taking on Arizona State at Arizona State. Um, I know the Ducks are favored by 23 and a half points, but if you watched them last week against Cal, that game went exactly like I said it would. They they beat the side of the Cal, 63 and 19. <laughs> Um, this team is on a mission, and in my eyes, just going to be real. I think the two best teams in college football are Georgia and Oregon, regardless of records. I think the two best teams right now are Georgia and Oregon. Hey, I I won't argue with you there. <laughs> Who won't stop them at this point? Honestly. Honestly, at this point, I don't see anyone stopping them until the playoff. I think <laughs> I think they are on pace to beat Washington in a, a neutral site field game in the Pac-12 championship if that's how it shakes out. And so, but but even to, up to that point, I think this weekend they go on the road. Coach Landing has this team just playing out of their minds and locked in for every matchup. I think they they beat the dog crap. You know, they just put a beat down on, on Arizona State. Don't let the points scare you. I know it's 23 and a half, but we just got to gotta look at the team. And just some teams have shown and proven they are dependable, reliable, and lethal on both sides of the ball and just Oregon looks like they are in a class of their own with Georgia at this point of the season. Michigan to an extent as well with how just locked down their defense is and just how they are able to just dominate teams physically. But um, yes, Oregon in my eyes is one of the top two teams in the country. Um, when I look at how they play, and I expect that to show again against the Aztecs. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like, look, I love Scatterbo from Arizona State, but I'm sorry, Chris, Scatterbo ain't he, he ain't even got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> he don't. I'm sorry, Scatterbo. I love you, man. He ain't got a chance in this one. We love you, but it's it's, it's going to get ugly, man. This is just one of those teams that's just they they are clicking. Oregon's rolling, so um, 
I think they're a buzzsaw right now, and it should be another easy victory for them. And lastly, this um, we're going to go back in the, in the Miami well. I said Miami. I didn't say they were going to win against Florida State, but I did call them, um, you know, keeping it within 14. Spread was 14 points. Right now, they are one-point favorites at home against Louisville. I ain't saying Louisville is fool's gold, but it is that time of the year. It's November. <laughs> chaos breeds in November. Chaos, chaos is lurking and brewing. <laughs> and Louisville has a good team, but they escaped against Virginia Tech. We saw some cracks in the armor against the Hokies. Miami, pardon me, they are figuring things out. They are lessening the turnovers. I think they have what it takes to get the win in this one. I think that Louisville... I'm not saying they're, you know, feeling their oats, you know what I'm saying, feeling themselves a little too much, but this is uncharted territory for this team. This program hasn't been good since Lamar Jackson left. No. You know, <laughs> these guys are, it's, it's one thing to play well when nobody expects you to. It's another thing to perform when you're now a top 12, top 10 team in the nation. Yeah. It, can, can you go on the road and do that? Yeah, it, it's kind of like what I mentioned earlier about Lamar Jackson and his Heisman run, of course. And, you know, that was that was just not a testament to how people schemed against them, but just that whole team in general. Like, they made that team one-dimensional. So, you kind of come back and you look at this team, like, hey, are, y- are y'all going to stall out the same way? Um, I mean, I, I mean, a 9-1 Louisville, I, I mean, I haven't seen Louisville be this good since those Lamar Jackson days. And probably around the time when they were just a part of the, um, the AAC. So, um, so yeah, it's <laughs> it, they had the work cut out for them um, coming this Saturday, of course. So it's gonna be. I think Miami still playing, still has what it takes to finish the season, you know, strong and, and maybe going to the bowl game with an eight and four record, which is I think a very pretty much success under first year for for Cristobal. So we'll see how this game plays out, but I feel very nicely about the Canes in this one. I think and Vegas sees it as well. I think the Canes have what it takes to win this one, and I only win this one by three or four points. It could be one of them shots surprising 10, 13 point victories for Miami. Wow. I, I will be interested to see what happens. <laughs> with, I'm, with that. I, I'm telling you, keep that in mind when you're watching this game. Keep that in mind. <laughs> I, I think Miami really turned. They they were right there in the Florida State game. They could have won that game. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell they're they're like really trying to get past uh, what had happened in that Georgia Tech game. So you know everything is there for them. I mean they have. I think this team Quarter. is still a really good football team. Quarter, if, you, if someone told you before the season that they would be 6-4 and four at this point, you would take that, I believe. I would. I, this I, is, I this is the would. first year under the Oak. You know what I'm saying? With, with their new head coach, they're bringing in the recruits. Miami, Miami will be back very soon. And they were almost back with a coach coming in, coaching guys that aren't his recruits. This isn't his team, for the most part. So, I expect them to, I expect these guys to go out on their sword and I think they have a chance to to be the team that, if anything, is as talented as they are, but not more talented. 
you know, Louisville is not more doesn't have more talent than Miami, and this game is at Miami, and if Louisville's team playing with their expectations, Miami just has to go out there and play. I think that we'll see we'll see them do that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna lie down. This game is at home for Miami, um, which makes it tougher for Louisville. So, I think Miami's still a good enough team to pull out the upset. So, um, so yeah, I'm 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 gonna ride with you on that one. Yes, sir. Those are my bet. Those are my best bets. Bolson's bets right there. Let's just go three and zero for the weekend. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's make that money, folks. Make that <laughs> money. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that's what we do on Bulls Bits. That's, that's that's what we do. So for sure, so, so. try to steer y'all, steer y'all to victory, of course. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it, Chris. Another successful week. Of Bolton's bets, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, of course, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I like I like the games that you that you picked, and yeah, we'll all sit down and and and, and see what happens. Of course, so, so I can't wait, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, but um, but folks, I, I think that's it for us. Um, we very much appreciate you guys as always listening in on the show. Um, before we head out, Chris, where um, can the good people find you on social media? You can get at me on X at Chris underscore Bolton underscore 12. And you can get at me on Instagram at Chris dot Bolton underscore. Holla at your boy. Awesome. Awesome. As for me, you can um, get at me on X. It's at listen to KSW all in one handle. Um, I'm on there talking college football, video games. Um, we're now at the college basketball season, so you'll you'll definitely probably see me talk a, a little bit about college basketball, uh, men's and women's, uh, of course, um, this season. So so yeah. Um, so yeah, just catch catch me on there, and um, yeah, I'll definitely be sure to um, chat with you guys then if if you want to um, talk about anything, of course. But um, but yeah, as always, we appreciate y'all listening in on the show. Um, we're on many different streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Amazon Audible iHeartRadio and many other streaming platforms so um, be sure to follow us, um, like, comment and subscribe to the show um, on any streaming application that you're on that lets us know um, what we're doing and how we can improve for the future but um, that's it for us guys we appreciate y'all listening in on the show we will catch y'all next week to recap all of the games that happened over the weekend. So, um, y'all take care. Peace. Peace.